Hello and welcome to a Living Letter podcast with Nsovo Comfort. Here we embark on a journey of speaking and learning about how best to live out the message we carry as letters from God. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to a Living Letter podcast episode 3. Third episode of my podcast. Ah, it still brings a smile to my face. Welcome back. Um, welcome back, letters. I think I'm I'm going to call you guys letters because you are a living letter. You know, welcome back, letters. You got mail again this week. So okay, today, as you can see by the title, um, we're going to be talking about the message you carry. So, okay, let's start with a, f- a quick um, story time. So, when I was young, right, um, maybe say since grade 8, yeah, since the beginning of high school, um, I wanted to be an economist, and I stuck with it throughout high school. So, but then, I think somewhere in grade 11, when do we start to apply? Yeah, I think in grade 11 or 10, yeah, I think from grade 10. From grade 10, I started seeking God, like, and asking him, Lord, is this the degree you want me to do? Do you want me to do a degree in economics? You know, um, is this where you want me to be? I started praying about it very, very hard. And it's something that I've always loved, right? I've always loved economics. I've always loved the interconnectedness of things and how, you know, like, A person that is, you know, we deem insignificant as the mamas that sell tomatoes there by the taxi rank, they contribute to South Africa's GDP, you know, they also are decreasing unemployment rate there. And I've always been passionate about how, you know, I want how much better if companies operating in small communities would literally practice effectively corporate social responsibility and like imagine how the okay wow (laughs) i'm going on a tangent about economics i still love this thing man anyway so economics that's what i wanted to study and then when after Greek 12 i got accepted to study economics at another university and I got I got into the three-year degree program so but something told me I need to be at the UFS right and Basani my late friend was always was there supporting me like yes come 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 with me um and I ended up after bickering with my dad he ended up allowing me to go to UFS, although it was a four-year degree program. And it's only like now in hindsight that I understand exactly why I needed to go to the UFS. So then in 2014, God gave me a vision. The first, for the first time in my life, God gave, like I, I had a vision when I was awake. I was at our evening services on campus Our church had evening services for students on campus. So I was there. A man was preaching. His name is Ntogozizi Stole. And he was talking about 
being David's of our generation. I literally remember almost 80% of that sermon. So when it was now time to pray, I think he was now praying for people to accept Christ. So when I was there, I was in my seat and then I, I started just praying. And I was like, Lord, you know, in relation to the message. And then God showed me a vision. It had four aspects and four categories. So like different kind of um, ways that my life is going to go in terms of like the assignments that God wants me to, to carry out. And in one of them, in one of the visions, um, I was at a place where, according to my understanding, I could only be there with the economics degree. It looked like a place that I can, I can get to be amongst those people and in that space doing the thing that I was doing with an economics degree. So then I was very happy about that. I was very grateful. I even like remember everything so clearly. That's how um, significant it was for me. So then Shapu, in my first day, everything is Bobe, everything is Jojo. Now my second year, my second year in second semester, Y'all, I started failing modules. Remember, my degree is four years. It was supposed to be three, but I'm in an extended program. It's four years. I started failing from my the second semester of my second year. And... Ah, oh Lord Jesus. That's when... Every year, until... Until 2020, I was failing every semester. I would fail a module. There was a year where I failed everything that semester. I only passed in the second semester, and I passed one module. Guys, it got to a point where my sister, there's a a four-year gap between me and my sister, she came and she found me in university. And... Okay. Yeah. And like, there were modules that I did with her. And there were modules that I did with her friends. I was just like, there was in every module. It's only from third year economics that I didn't fail. I would fail stats. I would repeat stats. Dads, I would repeat investment. And that time, I, guys, I don't think there was anyone in that class that loved this degree more than I did. Okay, I wouldn't know. But I really love this degree. And you know when you're doing something and you know that God is backing you in doing this? Like, you do it differently, man. You do it differently. And it's not like I didn't, like, even now, I still love economics so much. It's not like I didn't love it. And I I didn't even hate the other modules. For some reason, it was just very difficult. And I didn't know myself as a person that is not smart. You know, I I grew up relatively smart. I wasn't top one. But, like, I was in the top five or, or top ten, you know. And I, what I knew about myself is that I'm a hard worker. Even if I'm not the smartest person in the room, I will always be the one that works hard. And I did. And I didn't understand, like, I guys, I got tutors, like, I feel like at some point my classmates felt like, I remember, 
guys, I remember this, this one time, I and this other friend of mine, we were... Um, um, so we were part of, like, two of our friends had passed. Like, we were, I think we were, were a group of four. And two of our friends had passed. So we were repeating a certain module, just the two of us. And we had to join another group for a group assignment. Can I tell y'all? Can I tell y'all? They said that they we can't be part of their groups because they don't want to fail. <laughs> I've never felt that kind of rejection in my life. That time, like, we are repeating with these people. They are also repeating this module, but they feel like we are worse than them. But glory to God, we ended up even passing that assignment or practical, like, and it was just the two of us. Did we get more people? I think it was just the two of us. Even with the subtracted... 10% of us not reaching the um, the number of people in a group, we actually even did better than them. I think we like worked so hard in that assignment because we wanted to prove a point. <laughs> but that affected me for the, like, I think for the rest of the semester, I was like, Lord, is this, is this my life? Is this where I can, like, wasn't it you who impressed on my heart to come to this place? I'm like... I'm not, I'm devoted to you. Like, I, 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 what is going on? Anyway, I'll talk about that journey another time. But what I want to highlight about that journey is that um, God told me, there was a time, Holy Spirit, I was praying and Holy Spirit turned me down and he said to me, baby girl, this is what is happening with you in your degree. The enemy is after your faith it's not about you passing or you failing it's about the more that you pass the less you believe that god is with you in it the more like the more bad things happen to us the less we believe that god our good god is with us in the thing right and us not believing that god is with us in this life or in the thing that we're doing or is looking over us, the message, we, we tend to drift away from him. And the message that we carry, right, the message that we carry that he has given us, we can't translate it well in the world if we are not connected to the author of our message in the right way. So this is what God told me about the message that I carry specifically. And it's like, um, like I said in the previous episode last week, right, that God is not only author, but he is finisher. And in as much as he might not finish in the way that we expected him to finish or our story, our story might not go in the way that we wanted to go. But best believe God says, and in fact, it's a promise that he makes us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is very, very, very important when we are looking at the message that we carry. The enemy doesn't come to kill your family or steal from your wealth. The main aim that the enemy wants to kill, steal and destroy, it's our faith. 
The enemy comes mainly to kill, steal, and destroy our faith in God. And because he is conniving, he will do that in many ways, such that we will be blind-spotted and feel like, oh, you know, this thing is being taken away from me. Oh, my gosh, like I'm losing this. I lost that. Where was God? And in that, in the midst of us, in the in the midst of him experiencing, like us experiencing the things that he's stealing away from us, we then drift away from God and he has won. Because, you know, silver and God belongs, belongs to God and God can give us monetary values at any time and at any point and he can bless us and grace us with favor. That is not the problem. The, pro- the, the thing that God wants the most is to build our character and also to build up our faith. Because those are the things that will stand the test of time. A good foundation stands the test of time, the test of winds, the test of the things that will come in this world. And that's the main thing that God is concerned about. So he allows things to happen in our life because he knows that this is going to build your faith in God. And the my the journey with my degree is one of the things that God used to strengthen me in my faith because when I could no longer rely on my mind for wisdom I could no longer rely on my intelligence or my ability to work hard and to study right and to study well when I could no longer rely on myself I had to rely on him and then as much as I failed most modules so like I think most of them, 60% of my modules, I did three times. Y'all, <laughs> the way I'm so resilient in life. <laughs> guys, guys. I'm so, like, I'm a very resilient person. And I will not quit until you kick me out. And, you know, sometimes it's not a good thing. Sometimes I just catch the signs and just palega when you still have time. So, but I was able, as much as I had failed, I had also passed. With every module, I ended up passing. That's how I ended up moving on the next year. So, you know, the the enemy will blind you from every positive thing and he will make you want to see um, the things that are negative because he wants to steal the message you carry. And that's the message of faith first and foremost. Our faith defines our um, delivery of our message and how far we go with the message that we carry in delivery. So, okay. So like there are general aims, right? There are four, let me say, general aims of a writer. Back in my days, I used to be a poet, so I used to write a lot. And (laughs) I think I still am at heart. Because I still love writing. Even if it's not poetry, like I love writing. Um, so four general aims of a writer or an author, right? It is number one, to express themselves. Number two, to inform the reader. Number three, to persuade the reader to either do or to believe. And fourth, it's to entertain. And I really believe that God, through the message 
we have spoken about how like you know god is the author of our lives right so through the message that he has placed in the inside of us and the unique attribute of his likeness that he has bestowed upon us his aims his aim is to express himself through us and express his glory how glorious he is and can be through our lives he wants to inform us of who he is and who he made us to be he wants to persuade us you know abraham it, it says hebrews says about abraham that he was fully persuaded that he who promised is faithful you know god wants to get to a point where we are fully persuaded that the thing that he has promised the thing that he has placed in 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 us to express in the world we will be able to do it and we will believe him for it and also to for, for enjoyment guys god enjoys like he was proud of himself after he made the garden in 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 the book of genesis he was proud of everything that he had made and that made him happy that made him joyful you know the the bible says rejoice in the lord again i say rejoice happiness and joy and peace is our portion from god you know that that's the reason why Jesus says my peace I give to you because he knew that if we rely on the peace of this world that is according to how well circumstances are we will probably never be joy peaceful but he gave us his peace to transcend everything in our lives so in 2nd Timothy 1:14 it says through the power of the holy spirit who lives within us carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you and what is the precious truth the precious truth is that god knows the plans that he has for us it is plans to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us hope and a future our message is tied to hope and our message has a future in it so in any time and and here's the thing right um okay let's start in second corinthians 4 first right in second corinthians 4 i think it is verse 7 it says if only you look at us right you might as well miss the brightness we carry we carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots clay pots of our ordinary lives that's to prevent anyone from confusing god's incomparable power within us it talks about how we carry a message around like we guys we have a message that we are carrying around and in as much as in ourselves we can look like anna don't clay pots but we must not confuse the power that God has placed in the inside of us. It's not ours. God has placed it in the inside in the inside of us. And this Holy Spirit is, I mean, this power is activated by the Holy Spirit. And like I said last week, that the 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 reason why we're created is to portray the likeness of God. And in the likeness of God in us. There are different things that encompasses that, you know, it's tied to our assignments, our vision, our purpose, our areas of natural gifting and, and expertise and talent and skills, you know, the things that come naturally to us for us to do, the things that we aspire that God has 
put in the inside of us to really love it everything is interconnected everything that everything that we do is interconnected the things that we love are connected to um our purpose the things that we in ourselves find um fulfillment when we do them we find clo- we find fulfillment in a sense of my life is like this is the thing i remember there's a friend of mine who did she did science and um was it bio actually i forgot what it was her degree and then after not being employed for a while um she ended up doing a, uh, a teaching course and then i remember artevile called me when she was doing after and i asked her how is it now teaching she had gotten a post in in a school to teach and she was like for the first time in my life i felt like yes this is what i meant to do you know there is that that in our lives there there are those kind of moments that we will feel in our lifetime that you know what i think this is where i belong for some people it will take a while for some people they will figure it out you know from the early stages you know people who create music figure out usually early on that you know this is this is this is this is what brings me the most joy you know in to me the thing that brings me the most joy if i can do anything that is creative that requires me to creatively think and creatively do i am more joyful i am more i feel like i'm more i'm contributing very well in the society when i'm busy with things like that and my creativity like spans you know it <laughs> it spans even across economics i find economics very creative in in how it is intertwined and interconnected and whatever so yes before i go on another tangent you know that is what i want to put across that we the message that we carry is so important and like it says in the in in book of second timothy that we need to guard this truth so much in our lives and the main thing right we are so focused sometimes on purpose being um the thing that we do that is different from what other people are doing but the main thing in purpose is guys to is that kingdom come the greatest commission that god has given us is to go into all the world and preach the gospel and to make disciples of all nations and dr tabeling ramile usually says that god did not tell us how and the how he left it up to us and i believe he left it up to us because there is a unique attribute of himself that he placed in the inside of each and every one of us that might look different from person to person and he wants the thing that he has placed in the inside of a person to be the greatest thing the i mean the 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 great resource that this person uses to go out into the world and to preach the gospel and this gospel is the good news guys it's the greatest message that Christ Jesus Christ lives in us it says so in the book of um colossians that the secret and 
the greatest message that we carry is the message of Christ. And his good news, the thing that God has done for us, the kind of life that Jesus Christ through his death provided for us, a life of victory. You know, Jesus says to Peter, that the enemy had come to sift you, but take heart, I have prayed for you. Because, like I said in the beginning, that God, the reason why Jesus Christ is even in the right hand of the Father, interceding for us day and night, because he doesn't want us to lose the message that we carry, the message of his cross, the message of the good news that he died and he rose again so that our life here on earth cannot be redundant so that our proximity with God can be closened and closened with each day that we can be closer and we can go from glory to glory that our life in this world, regardless of what we do, it will be effective because we do it in his name. For us to always know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For us to always know that we are not given the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. For us to always know that even though we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil for God's rod and his stuff they comfort us that there is no darkness that god cannot find us there is not nothing too deep no hole too deep that god cannot find you we are so peculiar and he calls us a holy nation a chosen generation a royal priesthood god has loved us so much so that he values what he has placed in the inside of us and more than the gifts, more than the talents, more than what we think is purpose, the, the greatest thing that God has placed in the inside of us is himself. God has placed his son, Jesus Christ, in the inside of us that we are sure to flourish in everything that he calls us to do. So that's why we are, we ought not to be so consumed, go, oh, gosh, I feel useless. I feel there's nothing that I'm doing. If Christ lives in the inside of you, Christ is ready to take you on an adventure daily. Every morning, every afternoon, every evening, Christ is ready to speak and tell us what to do. And in partnership with him, that thing is established. You can carry... Like, this is what I want us to be always conscious of. Like, we always want our purpose and the message that we care to be, you know, the ultimate thing that we end up doing. And it ought not to be so. It, it's not about, you know, gathering 50,000 people and speaking to them. That's when you feel like you are living in purpose. Sometimes there are, there are people who carry kindness. If you carry kindness show it show it daily show it to the people you know and the people that you don't know that can alter their life if you carry service show it if you carry generosity give if if you have an a gift of showing up for people do so tirelessly for as long as god has given you the grace to do it do it if you carry you know an ability to make um, you know, we were talking with a friend of mine, Vokona, the other day, and she was saying that, like, she, not even she was saying, I know that she's gifted, in, like, in making conversations with strangers. She can make you feel seen even though she doesn't know you. You know, she has that ability, and it's beautiful. And that is one of the gifts that God has given her, you know, too. And in 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 her doing that, 
God, a person whom she doesn't even know can end up feeling most loved in the moment where they're having a conversation in a random train station or in a random um, shop, you know, and she can feel the most love and the most seen. And that can probably, that is what God, when she gets back to heaven, God will say, well done, a good and faithful servant. You know, sometimes we live our assignment and our purpose to big things matter the things that it's the little thing that god says well done or good and faithful servant are we faithful even in the little things or do we only want to be faithful when you have gotten that promotion and you're an ceo of a company even as an hr employee there is where you need to make people feel like i'm represented here you know i as you represent staff you represent you know, the people working in a company, you fight for them. You know, as a leader, you know, people feel like they are led, you know? <laughs> when you like, they, can can the people that you're leading look at you and say that, you know what, here we are led. As much as, you know, you correct me when I'm wrong, but I always know that at heart you have the best intentions for me. If you are a leader in any capacity, the people that are your subordinates need to feel that, that, you know, at the end of when push comes to shove, I know that this person has the best intentions for me. So they will stretch me, they will grow me. And you need to show them and let them know for them to know. Sometimes we want people to, you know, to assume that you are doing this because you love them. You pray for them. You tell them if you have a gift. Mina, I will tell you I'm praying for you. And Mina, I will pray for you. Me, me I will pray for my people. Hey. And this is something that I learned from my dad. And he did it so, I don't know, he didn't hide it. And I knew from him that, oh, you pray for the people that are around you and you name them out loud, you know, daily, if you can. Not even if you can. That's what you need to do. You must make mention of them to God daily. And so you see, guys, um, we carry so important in Acts. I mean, we carry something so important in Acts 13 verse 36. It says for David, after he had served his own generation, ah, Abba. for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw no corruption, meaning his body did not dec- i mean his body decayed so you know it, it, it i like how it mentions i like the scripture because it mentions that after he had served his generation we are called to serve our generation in any capacity in any way if you are co- you are called like being a parent is a calling being a, a husband or a wife is a calling being a sister is a calling being a friend is a calling and this is something that i feel like people don't understand every relationship and area in your life like being a church member is a calling guys being a classmate is a calling being a teacher is a calling being a neighbor is a calling and we need to start taking this thing seriously so that we can partner with God in what he wants to do with the people that he has placed around us. And we need to take it so seriously. Like, don't, don't look at people around you and see them insignificant. 
I feel like I was called to be born in Guyana. And there is something that God wants me. There's a reason why I was born in Guyana. I was I was called to be in the University of the Free State. And that's why I went there. And I believe every relationship that I I had there posi- positively impacted on my life. Yo? Positively impacted my life. And that is the reason, like, we must live an intentional life and not live anything by chance because you will be so surprised how God is intentional with our day-to-day, with our hour-to-hour, you being in that restaurant and meeting that waitress or that waiter. It can be an opportunity for God to do something. So we are co- in everything that we are doing, you are called in that working environment as a colleague. It is a calling and partnering with God. We can carry out the message that is inside so beautifully because the one who wrote us is intending to express, to inform, to persuade and to entertain, you know, in a good way, not in a um, God doesn't entertain in a. What's this word I'm looking for? It's not redundant. It's like something that is not of meaning. Well, I guess. Anyway, yes. In Acts 13, 41, God says, Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which you will be, you will by no means believe the one word to declare to you. Let's not be those people. Let's not pe- let's not be the people who um are despisers and do not see that God is working a work in our days. You know, God like guys, God is working a work in our days that we need to be mindful of daily, be mindful of the message that we carry. And yeah, I think this is what I wanted to share with you guys today. Um, let me close off by praying over you this prayer in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 14. We'll give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn God better and better. I pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power. So you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgive our sins. Amen. I pray that this will be so in your life, that God will give you great wisdom and understanding of his will, of the message that you carry, of everything that is proving to be hard for you to understand. And I pray that he will give you peace even when you don't understand. Thank you so much, guys. We've reached the end of our episode. If you have made it thus far, I L O V E U so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget again, guys, please engage with this episode. 
It's either if you're listening to it on Spotify. I'm not if you, I'm not sure if Apple Podcast has comment sections, but just write a review. Tell me what you think of the episode. Engage with me on Instagram on the comment section. Let me know how this episode felt for you. Um, let me know what it is that you want to add to it. If you want to add something, just engage in my post on Instagram and share it. Share it on our WhatsApp. Refer it to somebody. You never know if um, it will bless them. So just take that chance. If it blesses them, great. If it doesn't, oh well, maybe another episode. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Toodoo.